Hey, welcome to the Northridge Kids Parenting Podcast. We're here for the month of October 2022. That's a successful, I think it's the first time that I've been successful on saying the right <laughs> month in the past couple of months. So that's a big win for me. Uh, and we're here as normal with Kristen and Maddie talking all about uh, Northridge Kids and what's happening uh, around church during this season. So Kristen, what's the big things coming up for Northridge Kids? We'll start with some announcement pieces. Yeah, I think the only event that we really have coming up on the horizon is our parent and child dedication. But so, we already had one of those this yes, year. Yes, <sighs> this year we are moving. It is such a popular event that so many families want to participate in. Um, that we have decided to do it twice a year. So nice. we are getting ready. November 13th will be the date okay. for our next parent and child dedication. Um, the deadline to sign up is a little bit earlier than what we have mm. done in the past. Um, it's a firm deadline of October 16th. Firm. Well, firm. Well, what if I miss that deadline? Then you'll have to wait till we do it in the spring. <laughs> yeah, that was some <laughs> of the beauty, beauty of it. There's so yes. many logistics behind parent-child yeah. dedication that our team pulls off to make it special, mm -hmm. to have that specialness um, to it. And so we want to be able to fully do that really well for yep. every family that participates from the pictures to the personalized letters to the gifts in the boxes and all those different mm -hmm. um, things. And so the big thing with, with that is is we got to have a, a sooner cutoff, right? And yep. so four weeks is a good... Uh, amount and uh, what we uh, aim to target at is once that deadline passes mm -hmm. then we'll make a new registration form and go ahead and open that up for the one in March so even if you miss you don't have to wait like man I got to wait around and remember when yeah. to register again that'll already be up and so um, and that's even for like thinking about younger um, kids like maybe you're like oh we we're due in October do mm -hmm. we want to dedicate as a one month old like Mm -hmm. If you're thinking like, man, it's a little overwhelming, you could wait until that March and, you yeah. know, there's still that fresh baby, you know, like yeah. in that regard. <laughs> so, uh, so that's exciting for us. Um, but yeah, so that's coming up October 16th again, mm -hmm. that Sunday. By the end of the day, that's the deadline to, to register. The uh, website page is already open. Yep. You can go simply just go to iwant.info and there's a button there, register for parent-child dedication uh, or northridgekids.org backslash PCD. Uh, those are the two options of registering. So let's talk about this uh, month in Northridge Kids, October. Maddie, what are our preschoolers going to be learning? Yes. So this month they'll be learning about the feeding, the story of the feeding of the 5,000 um, with the fun title of The Big Picnic. Um, oh, so wow. again, that'll be like in Mar Mark 6, 30 um, through 44. And the focus is that there's no problem that is too big for God. Um, and then with that, the memory verse is Jeremiah 32, 17. Nice, nice. The big picnic. Mm -hmm. That's, that's yeah. fun. That's exciting. <laughs> I saw them working on the crafts for it. Yeah, so it looked fun. Some cute <laughs> ideas coming. Yeah. yeah, there's some uh, Bible stories like, oh, crafts just seem <laughs> like they come naturally. And other ones like, what are we going to do with this one? So yeah. that's exciting. What about our elementary students? Yeah, so elementary will be focusing on the promised land and judges. Um, and the memory verse for that month will be Psalm 31, um, verses 14 through 15. Um, and then some of the big ideas that they'll be learning will be that God is trustworthy, um, that he does what he says. Um, God works in unlikely ways, and he is with us when we are hurting, and then that God knows our future. And then the stories that, um, that will be taught to teach us the big ideas, um, they'll go through the 12 scouts, Joshua dividing the land, Gideon, Naomi, and then Ruth and Boaz. Nice. That covers some big chunks, but some really good stories yeah. there in that regard. Uh, well, awesome. So that's all things that are coming up uh, in October for 
our kids um, from preschool through elementary. Now let's talk about a, dis- a discipleship moment, how you can take advantage of every moment. And we're going to talk about Bible reading. I know that sounds like it. I don't know if there should be a sound effects of like, <laughs> oh, really? Like Bible reading? Like what? Like, <laughs> I was like, what sound effects? <laughs> <laughs> what sound effect would that have? And so if you're a parent that's grown up in church or been coming to church for a normal time, you probably have heard the mantra we were talking about before you push record that, um, that you hear all the time at church, you need to read your Bible. Probably mm-hmm. the number one statement other than uh, quit, you know, is what I heard growing up, you know, stop that, uh, was oh. you need to read your Bible. <laughs> uh, but the question that kids a lot of times can have is why? Why do I need to read my Bible? You as an adult may be even thinking like, I don't really know why I need to read my Bible. But we uh, actually, before we record this, this coming weekend, we're doing a training for our uh, volunteers in kids ministry. And that's one of the breakouts is effective Bible teaching. And um, Maddie is actually leading Mm -hmm. that up. And she did some research on that. So why is Bible reading even important? Yeah. So Lifeway Research, um, it gave us these stats of like how kids continue in their faith. So into young adulthood Um, and the top three um, contributors are like kids serve in the church, pray regularly, but then the one that exceeds the others is that they grew up reading their Bible mm. um, regularly. And I think this impacted us as a kid's staff. We read the book Resilient Disciples. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the idea of like, how are we helping to prepare kids now to be mm-hmm. resilient disciples in the future? Um, and effective Bible teaching is part of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's the number one predictor that mm-hmm. kids will be healthy spiritual adults, like uh, yeah. not necessarily More healthy physically, word. but you know they'll be healthy spiritually. So uh, <laughs> that spiritual health. So how do we? I mean, in Northridge Kids, we strive to do that really well, but we have to have that partnership, right? That's the beginning of our mission statement is mm-hmm. to partner with parents. So what the the parents' responsibility on the other side of this audio, right, is they're thinking, how do I do this? What do I do? Uh, how do I move forward? Um, and so we want to start this conversation. This is not a fully encompassing hours long conversation, but we want to start by just good resources mm-hmm. and asking some key questions. Like a key question that I'm as a parent of toddler and kids moving into toddlerhood is like, when do I start this? Mm-hmm. Is there an age that's too early? Is there an opportune time? Like, when do I start? Mm-hmm. Any thoughts? I don't think you can start too early. Like obviously yeah. what they comprehend at a young right. age um, is going to be different. Yeah. But I think even, you know, when my girls were little, one of the things that I loved was we found um, scripture lullabies. Mm. I don't know if we've mentioned that on the podcast before so. or not, but I absolutely love it. My husband and I, <laughs> this might sound sad, but we still listen to them. Like yeah. when we are having a hard time falling asleep, mm. Um, it's just a really peaceful, um, uh, it's lullabies. So it's just, it's peaceful music that is literally like words from scripture. And Mm. so I think even just, you know, having music on for a baby when they're young, like we know how music kind of sticks with you. Mm. I think that's an easy way. Like even when your kids are super little, having them learn songs, like I know Roots, is it Roots? I believe is the, um, there's a music is it Roots? Now I'm drawing I think so. a blank. I think, Roots. I think you're it's right. on it's on right now media. Okay. They have a whole bunch of music. Again, it's all scripture based. Like that's something that even, you know, babies can be listening to that and just learning those yeah. words um, as they learn any song. Um, and then I think as they start getting a little bit older, more, you know, using books, probably around maybe the age of two is when mm. kids really are engaging a lot more with books. Um, you know, we have 
we've talked a lot about the Jesus Storybook Bible. We mm -hmm. are all huge fans of that one here <laughs> at this table. Yeah. Um, and I don't think you have to even just be two. You can be older than that. And that's just a great resource Absolutely. Um, for families. And I think it's also important to remember what is the goal in, in like Bible reading in your mm -hmm. kids, right? Is, um, and even like reading the Bible with your kids, like what you have to have the goal in mind. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times a parents for, for being a parent, a new parent, the goal can be almost not necessarily too big, but like you have too big of expectation of what is actually going to happen in this. And mm -hmm. if you don't meet mm -hmm. that, it can be very disheartening. Um, and it's just remember as Bible reading is, you know, the scriptures themselves even call themselves such beautiful attributes of right, pure, you know, sweeter than honey. I'm, I'm remembering Psalm 19, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but in this, um, I was reminded just the other day, I started a new Bible reading plan um, in the Gospels. And, I, you know, we're working Matthew 1, 2, 3, you know, each day reading a chapter. And I read Matthew 4 when Jesus gets tempted by the devil in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. he's, he's there and, and he simply just says scripture. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's all he does. He just says scripture. He just says it. And, mm -hmm. and that's just a fascinating thing that we can make so much out of it. But he just simply quotes Mm -hmm. scripture he was had it washed over him as yep. a child i know he is the living word himself but it's also there it's just the simplicity of hearing god's word mm -hmm. can be so profound in our own lives that that's the goal in mm -hmm. you know reading the bible to your kids or spending time in god's word with mm -hmm. your kids it's simply the act of listening to that word you yeah. know that mm -hmm. words are so powerful in our lives that how did god bring the whole created order into being he spoke he used mm -hmm. words it's just that simple like your kids we as adults as parents need to just simply hear god's word yeah i it reminds me of this was probably before you guys were here but <laughs> scott bixby was actually preaching a message one sunday and he talked about just what overflows from our mm -hmm. life yeah that many times, like when we get angry and that cup overflows, like what is spilling out? Mm -hmm. Is it going to be anger? Is it going to be, you know, obviously ungodly things? Um, or he brought, I think it was Olivia. He brought one of his daughters up <laughs> on stage and, you know, they had this cup or whatever and he'd bump into her. And it's like, if you're filled with God's word, that's what's going to come out. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, Christ set a great example for us in that, that yeah. when he was tempted, what spilled out? It was scripture. Mm, yeah. You know, that's absolutely. what he was filled with. Yeah. And so it's that simple act. I've used this probably many times on this podcast, but I, I'm just reminded by Donald Whitney's book, uh, Family Worship, of this that simple read, pray, sing. And so that's just mm -hmm. the simple mantra that we've taken up with our kids of reading mm -hmm. scripture. And it's it could be as they get older, how you like follow that up with can be different. Like you're like, Hey, what'd you think about that? Like, mm -hmm. what'd you learn? How should you live differently? You could ask questions like that, but right now it's just simply reading scripture, mm -hmm. reading a, a story from the Jesus storybook Bible or, mm -hmm. um, reading a story from uh, God's big storybook, which is by Kevin DeLong. I think I'm quoting that title, right? Um, but just simply reading a story, mm -hmm. it's just simply mm -hmm. reading a story, praying and then singing, like singing a hymn, singing a worship mm -hmm. song. It's just that simplicity of, of that's what's washing over mm -hmm. them. There's a study that I remember reading about in Bible college about kids and kids ministry, right? And there was these crazy stats of kids who just simply heard sing worship songs, sat with their parents and listened mm -hmm. to preaching like that. That was just as good as a good Sunday school class, like mm -hmm. uh, for them. And they just, it was almost, even when they were uh, doing coloring sheets during mm -hmm. the preaching, they were still getting something because the word was just being 
washed over them. Yeah. They were listening. And mm -hmm. so that's so good. So as they get older, we have a few other resources on our um, kids ministry website under the resources tab to kids that Bibles that we suggest. The um, Jesus Storybook Bible, we kind of put, and this is just our own guesstimation. Yeah. This isn't like... Uh, crazy, but we suggest that for ages two to four, that that preschool. But then when they start that school-aged mm -hmm. kindergarten, or it may be earlier, depending on reading ability and mm -hmm. level and what you want to do. Um, there's what we call the beginner's Bible that's out there. Another preschool resource that we use with the curriculum that we're currently using with Life Church is called Bible Storybook. Um, it's it can also be found in the app form, mm -hmm. um, which mm -hmm. is the Bible app for kids. Yep. So all that and. Um, the wording that's in there, that's that's the curriculum that we're using on Sunday yep. mornings. Yeah, the pictures will even look familiar. Yeah, if if a family uses that, it will together. be familiar to the kids if they're here on Sunday yeah. mornings. Yeah. And depending on your view of technology as mm -hmm. a family, that's a that's a cool app yep. uh, that you can implement if you if you so choose. If you're anti technology for your kids, which is totally fine, <laughs> uh, the the book form is the yeah. similar to the app. Obviously, yeah. it's pages versus a tablet, but obviously it's still there. And then older they get, Kristen, what are the other two recommended resources that we have? Uh, we recommend, we have the Adventure Bible. Um, which that was is, my first Bible as a kid. Yes. NIV Adventure. Yep. <laughs> so the NIV Adventure Bible. Um, that's ideal for, again, we're taking a guess here, but you know, maybe ages eight to 10. And then another resource that is really great, especially if you have a kid that doesn't maybe necessarily love reading, um, is the Action Bible. Mm. So I know my kids have really gotten into graphic novels. Yeah. And I can tell you the, the illustrations in the Action Phenomenal. Bible are amazing. Yeah. Yes. I've actually heard that they use that Bible. They give it to um, guys in prison mm. because some of them may not be mm. as, you know, skilled at reading. And mm. so it's just a, you know, a very accessible tool for them to be able to engage with scripture with lots of pictures. And yeah. so they're really well done. Um, very like. And the one on our website Older. actually is the NIV study action Bible that we've linked so that there's two options. If you're out there looking and you're thinking, Oh, I have like a 10 older elementary mm -hmm. student. I want to get them something. We, we link that, um, because it is a, it has those same graphic novel skill, mm -hmm. but it's not as graphic novelly. Depends on what kind of, I mean, it's good to have those resources on hand, both yeah. and yeah. Um, that you can have. Like the Action Bible, if you just Amazon search the Action yeah. Bible, it's a graphic novel Bible style, mm -hmm. um, which is similar to like the Jesus Storybook Bible in the sense of it doesn't have every yeah, there's not every letter, single every story yeah. of the Bible is in there. It's kind of those key narratives, things like that. Mm -hmm. But the one that if you clicked find here, mm -hmm. it has actually the uh, NIV Action Study Bible that they re they released, oh. uh, which has those um, a mix between the two, mm -hmm. which I believe has Genesis one to the end of the yeah. story and everything in between. Um, yeah, that's yeah. a great thing with the Adventure Bible. We didn't really mention that, but it's literally a bible yeah it's, <laughs> it's the got full, every it's a full, the bible. full so, bible so it's those kid it's those kid yes. bibles uh, another thing to take, take in consideration as you're thinking about getting your kids bibles is their their own reading skill and their mm -hmm. own reading level i know personally as a kid like i was constantly told read your bible read your bible read your bible and i um even with the adventure bible the niv i believe just pulling from our stats that we're planning this weekend is like a grade average grades le level of like an 11 year old and so if you're, if you have a five, six, seven year old, who's just learning how to read, that may be out of their, their grasp that they can't understand. And what's one of the worst things ever when you're reading is not actually understanding what you're reading. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's important of, I think, 
of using these tools of all these different age levels, knowing where your kid's at and, and getting them different Bibles as they progress through their reading level. Or maybe they get, you get them like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to say the real Bible. And then you have these <laughs> other tools that they can supplement as well as they're, as they're getting older. The NIRV, which is a younger, mm-hmm. uh, it's like a plus three grading grade skill, which most, I think Americans, uh, seven years old is that. Mm-hmm. So the NIRV may be a good option as you're progressing through, if you have a really good reader in those regards. So those are all things to consider, um, doing it. And, and I would encourage you in this regard is do it with your kids Mm -hmm. like do that with your kids that stat that maddie shared just remember that it was kids who grew up who who were taught how to and grew up regularly reading the bible on their own but that first step don't miss that first step they were taught how to um and so in that regard and progress through one of the things that rena's been doing with our kids is in the mornings they've started waking up a little earlier so that hour that we were getting before without (laughs) the kids we're not getting much of that anymore but what she started doing is just simply going to YouTube on our TV and turning on um, the Shine, which is the Life Church, mm-hmm. the full kind of like mm-hmm. 30 minutes um, Bible time. Yeah. And so like Wells is watching that mm-hmm. while that, that simple just little little Bible show, right? It's like kind of what he would see on Sunday morning. So he's kind of liking it right now. He's only two. Uh, <laughs> while, and that gives her opportunity to spend time in God's word mm-hmm. without like, Mommy, 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 like constantly yeah. happening mm-hmm. in that regard. So, um, yeah, just doing it with your kids and, and seeing that. I think there's even value in our kids as, as young as they are, just seeing mom and dad mm-hmm. constantly. They're opening yeah. God's word. I, yeah. I saw a stat um, one time that if you want your kids to be a reader, just a reader mm-hmm. in general, there's two things you need to do. They need to see you reading mm-hmm. on your own and be read to. That's, that's two things like that'll actually make your kids want to read more is if they just see you reading mm-hmm. and you read with them. Um, and so I think that same principle applies to spending time in God's word. So mm-hmm. hopefully this will be a good resource to you uh, in the show notes. We'll have all the links below uh, for those resources. And uh, I'm sure there's many more good ones out there. Those are just four to six that we mm-hmm. uh, have uh, had experiences with and recommend uh, for you as Northridge Kids Parents. Uh, Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. We hope it finds you well. We can't wait to see what all God has in store for the month of October. We'll see you soon.